and this is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself, and you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And today I have a special, special guest, uh, a, a, a campaign that I've made via one of the <laughs> most controversial uh, social media platforms of today on TikTok. I have here with me esteemed life coach, motivational speaker, and just all around just dope individual. Just love. She 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 drops gems on accident. She should start a jewelry store if she wants to. You know, it's crazy out here. I have here with me today and please welcome Royal Royale CEO. How you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. I can really say I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> I am. I really am. Yes. Royal. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I love that. I love that. Um, love the name. Always, always like the name, by the way. I don't know if I ever told you that because, um, I mean, I guess it's, it's kind of, you know, it goes without saying my pen name is King. So I think there is a, uh, something about some, uh, any symbolism of regalness as your moniker, if that's, you know, that's your real name, that's your, your, you know, the name that you chose, whatever it is. I think there's always this understood factor that I think you kind of understand kind of how you want the world to, you know, receive you and respect you to who you are. And I think that's kind of why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I ever said that, but I really like that though. Well, that's my birth name. I love Real that. Birth name. And shout out to my parents. Shout and out. And then shout out to me for um, definitely owning up to that. Yes. And allowing myself to be the royal that I know God intended me to be. So nice to meet you, world. Come on now. Come on now. But before. <laughs> but before we get too deep into who you are, let okay. us get into this Twitter check in. OK, let's go. OK, OK. Bring in my little Twitter check in music. All right. OK. So the Twitter check in for the day is one that honestly we can't cannot talk about. And that is how the United States government is so against TikTok. You would think that it's the first social media platform to ever exist, to ever make money by utilizing the the accessing of uh, the permission of access of data, the using that data to, you know, sell ads and pump out particular, you know, pieces of content to us. You would think that they're the first ones to ever do it in history of social media. Um, but they're not. <laughs> it's it's driven by the fact that they their parent company is owned by a uh, a, a Chinese uh, Chinese company by the name of ByteDance. And here we are yet again. Um, they're trying, trying to take something fun away from us yet again. It kind of takes a minute for them to recognize like, oh, people are enjoying themselves a little too much. Let us do something about this. But tell me, Royal, what you think about this truly like governmental reaction to the existence of TikTok and them honestly wanting to either forcing them to sell or just ban the whole app from United States as a whole. I want to say first and foremost, shout out to TikTok for, you know, unifying and uniting us 
not just you and I, but everyone across the world, you know, you really find your village when you're actually in a community that you can freely express yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm saying this as a creator and also a black creator as well. Um, we know that there's different, you know, portals that we can definitely go in when we speak on that. Mm-hmm. But um, also shout out to the creator of TikTok, which is, I want to pronounce it right, Show Chu. Mm-hmm. And... Thank you so much for having your platform to be uh, a welcoming, a home to not just us, but everyone from children to elderly to, you know, all categories of life that we're experiencing um, to the U.S. government that governs themselves, not the people. They represent themselves and not the people. I will say at the end of the day, the revolution will be televised because it is. And that is what we're (laughs) facing now. Yes, I said it. The revolution is being televised now and you do not like it. You're rattled because nine times out of 10 Mm. that, well, 10 times out of 10, let's be correct. I speak in certainty. Um, Everything that has been pretty much set in stone from the rock ages, are now changing. We know that when change occurs in a most healthy and beneficial way, the U.S. government does not like it. Mm. They are so quick to, you know, come together and stir up the pot for bull crap. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we're allowed to say the words that I like to say, but um, oh, you can. Okay, for bullshit. Uh-huh. And um, when it comes down to uniting, that's one when that's one thing they do not want us to do. They want us to live in their facade and under their puppeteer type of strings. Oh, for but sure. One thing about it, we are and always been awake to a lot of things. It's just that now it's the independence of the people and where we're tired and we've been tired, but now it's like, okay, either we're gonna keep complaining about it or hush and just let it keep going. Or we're going to actually put in action. And that's what TikTok and also other apps at certain times of their, you know, peak of doing when we was on those uh, platforms was able to do. But TikTok has definitely allowed us to really, really, really zone in to who we are, who aligns with us and give us the information, give us the community, give us the freedom of speech that we can properly and uh, like quickly assess and also access to other individuals and i will say this whether it's whether tiktok goes or it stays you cannot break what you didn't build true there will be another (laughs) there will never be another tiktok um and i will say this if you're a creator out there whether if you have a tiktok page or not you got to understand a lot of people I want to say the workforce is more trouble as well as the government, because that's pretty much what it is. They're noticing that nine times out of 10 that they have influencers now, their employees continue to work and also have a stream of freedom when it comes down to, you know, having that expression when it comes to using their phone, whether it's at the job, because you find a lot of people that are being terminated. Mm. Yes. Because they have a TikTok or they express themselves on TikTok. And I want to let this be known here from employment. If the people are doing their, ooh, I spoke, I spoke on this the other day. Mm. If the people are doing their job description well, stop complaining. That's we it. have lives outside <laughs> of we have lives outside of who we are and what we do. And at the end of the day, if you're so focused on me and what I do outside of the eight hours or the 12 hours or the 10 hours that I may work or however it may be, you're your plate is getting cold because you're too much focused on mine, you know? So 
if you don't understand that I come with all types of qualities of, of myself mm-hmm. within myself so mm-hmm. I can do my job effectively mm-hmm. and I can go home and I can actually have a good time, let my hair down and whatever and come back to work and do the same thing. Then that's not up to you to judge or to, for you to dictate based upon what I'm doing and who I am. People got to express themselves in the best way possible. And thank God they're not actually trying to destroy anything other than TikTok, which unifies people. So, dear U.S. government, I am Roy Royal CEO, and it's nice to meet you one day. You're going to have the right officials in the chair, and I might just be one of them. Come on, man. People are speaking, and I am a voice of the people. So if you don't understand this, understand this part that I'm saying. You have people representing us that don't even understand how to properly use technology or don't want to actually respect people. Mm. When it comes to actually having the conversations that's needed and necessary to be had. If you bring forth TikTok, you need to bring forth YouTube. You need to bring forth a whole lot of these platforms where we are still unified and such. But one thing about it, if we ever go back to Morse code or we ever go back to writing letters, we're still going to unify. Yeah, it's inevitable. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Prepare to move. Prepare yeah. to move. Congress is shaking. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and I think that, you know, I appreciate that. That was that was mm-hmm. that was beautiful because I think that, you know, the key part of it all and the thing that I think um, that's been resonating with me the most from everyone who has, you know, created things about it. Like, yes, you can comment on the hearings. You can comment on some of the real reasons. Speak to bottom line. Speak to um, some type of algorithmic advantage that they figured out. Because that is the funny part about it, too, mm-hmm. is that uh, TikTok kind of came along and immediately uh, shook the table for everybody. And I think yeah. that's what it was. I think, you know, it's OK if everybody is just presenting a better idea than Meta. Uh, because I think that continuously already happened. I think there's mm-hmm. always been a new girl to kind of come in and be the one that kind of gets everybody's attention, even if it's just for a singular feature that that particular platform mm-hmm. provides. Uh, but I think that TikTok kind of came on and basically did everybody's thing a little bit mm-hmm. better than them. Um, cause when I seen that, you know, that TikTok kind of surpassed Google as the leading SEO and search engine. Um, yes. I, it was like, Ooh, this is, mm-hmm. it's getting interesting, you know, but I, but I get it though. And I, I think once I seen it, I thought about it as like, I don't utilize TikTok per se for finding particular things. But once I seen that, I tried it and was like, Oh, you know what? This is actually kind of informative because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, not only was I getting, I was just getting a range. And I think that's mm-hmm. the thing that we don't really, we, we didn't have that, uh, that choice. When it came mm-hmm. to find, trying to find and seek knowledge of things that are trivial and things that are complex, it felt like, OK, I have a person who is a true regular individual who has tried yeah. this product that is telling me about their experience. Yeah. Then I have a person who has an official account, has it's verified and they're promoting the product. And then I have somebody who's in the in-between who I have to just, you know, use my judgment on if they're telling the truth or not, because they probably have a partnership with the person. Um, And I think that's, you know, you have examples of so many real, there's people in the real world who may not even have aspirations of being influencers or, you know, UGC creators in that way who are basically have truly became, you know, authorities in various different industries. You know, I think Mm -hmm. the story of Keith Lee is such a beautiful thing on TikTok because he, at the the core of it all, he's really a regular person who has his own goals, Mm -hmm. who had his own goals outside of the thing, has his own family, you know, 
uh, dynamics, has all of his own things. But the thing that attracted the world to him was just mm-hmm. a sense of authenticity that was just him eating food, you know? And right. we all came together to just love the way that he presented himself, you know? Yes. And he presented his bias. They like, hey, I don't like, I got a textured thing. I don't like this. I don't like, maybe for you. I don't mm-hmm. like sweets. I'm trying mm-hmm. it. So use your own judgment. It's not, this is the best. It's not everything I try is good. It's not, yes. it, it feels like, okay, so there can be something that could be bad. There's something that could be good. You know that your his voice can, you know, steadily becomes even more important and really can make change if there is a positive review. So it's like, oh, this is a beautiful thing. So yeah, I trust it. Oh yeah, I'm about to go try this. This yeah. new uh, Chipotle chicken, uh, you know what I'm saying, asada. Right. You know what I'm, saying? I'm about to go right. try my, you know, when I, now if everybody go to Vegas tomorrow, we all know a million places to eat and try. <laughs> and, and I love that. He's bringing business. He's bringing businesses back. Yes. And at the end of the day, he's trusting God. You know, at the beginning and the end of the day, he's trusting God. Period. And, you know, he's creating what the government's were up and now they're trying to do. Yes. Opportunities. He's creating options. He's, you know, allowing us to choose between whether we go or not, whether we like it or not. Like, Lee mm-hmm. is the epitome of believe who you are. If that del- be delusional was a person like, I think I heard him say, and I ain't saying I think, I did see the video. Yeah. He was on... Um, you know, Kev on the stage. Yeah, yeah, he was. You know, he did that podcast with them. It was amazing. It was great. And I want to say he was like, he was delusional the whole time. He was, you know, three years, I think, within his marriage and he was broke and things like mm-hmm. that. And he was just like, okay, I still woke up as I, I'm that person. And I'm yeah, like, I believed in myself every day with nothing. You can't tell me I'm not royal. You can't tell me that this apartment is, you know, my castle or not my castle because it is, you know, everything that, we got to understand speaking and living in certainty, regardless of it's not here yet, but it's within us. We already know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that option, that willing, that will to choose was mm. being robbed and which is being robbed from us yeah. now yeah. by the government. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. But one thing about it, I want to tell the people in the world, in the universe, and I don't care. I'm a rattle feathers because at the end of the day, it should be. Yeah. You have the power. We Mm. hear this all the time. We appoint people and we can also demote people. And at the end of the day, find those who represent you. And if you can't find that person to represent you properly as a collective, as an individual, you be that change that you want to see. Do not allow these lawmakers to feel like, oh, we passed this bill to think it's, oh, it's nothing we can do. No, you can fight it. Mm -hmm. There's petitions. There's all types of individuals and um, legal documentations that we can actually push forward when it comes to actually either appealing something or however we got to go. I don't know all the legal terminations, I mean, terminology when it comes to that, but we can terminate a lot of things based upon unifying and actually allowing our powers to manifest. Mm -hmm. Speak. I don't care what topic it is and how you how much you feel alone or whatever. We got to unify and let our voices be heard. We really do. It actually put the work in. You're going to get tired of seeing my face. Mm. <laughs> You're going to get tired of hearing my name. You're going to have to do something about it. I and, heard that. and we got to stop being afraid of, quote unquote, oh, well, we might go to jail. Let me tell you something. They can't hold all of us. Sure can. They can't. Mm-hmm. And they know that already. 
So what you gonna do? Barbecue or mildew? You gonna piss or get off the pot? <laughs> I'm not afraid to be frontline. I'm not afraid to die for something that I stand for. I'm not afraid to, you know, understand that at the end of the day, I might not live to see what I work for come to pass, but my grandkids, my kids will, my great grandkids will. Sure. At the end of the day, I'm okay with that. We speak, I spoke on this um, yesterday on another podcast as well. And mm-hmm. I said, we speak on Martin Luther King, yeah. Sojourner Truth, Malcolm X, you know, all the greats of the greats. And we speak on them, we keep them in rotation because I will never, we would never not speak on, you know, them and keep them in rotation because that's what we do. But who's the next? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to say I am because mm. I know I am. Mm. I heard that, y'all. Let, let's let's, let's dig even deeper on this one, Royal, because <laughs> I believe I believe uh, we came we came in an interaction first interaction with each other uh, mm-hmm. on Mo's on Mo's live, mm-hmm. and um, it was it was great because it was immediately a conversation about you know community as a whole, yes. and um, you know it was it was just dope to kind of exchange with people who had very similar. Uh, very similar outlooks on just kind of, you know, the true power that is, you know, us coming together and us giving, you know, mutual community aid to each other. And the context of the conversation was kind of about, you know, black owned businesses and improving each mm-hmm. other based off of what we all may already have the competencies in. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of the help that we need isn't outside of our community. It's it's within our community. We just have mm-hmm. to create those, you know, connections and those pathways to be able to assist each other in those things. Cause that's kind of how I feel. You know, I, yeah. I feel like we should be better at that. And I think you are not only a, an, an assistant of, you know, helping people get better. This is something that you have drawn into, you know, your purpose and passion. And yes. I would love to, you know, to talk about that. And I think that, you know, uh, if I remember correctly in our pre-interview, you were born in Jersey, right? I sure am. Jersey City. Come on now. And so how did we get from Jersey to eventually becoming a life coach and finding this particular path? Was there something that you've seen early on in those, you know, in that, in that you know, in young Royals life <laughs> in Jersey, in Jersey City that, uh, you know, that showed you that this is where you're going to be? Or was this something that you really didn't even foresee? Um. Honestly, you know, it was a golden child effect. Okay. You know, always being, you know, the chosen child of the family, you mm. know, um, hearing it from family members and, you know, where you was always our baby and this and that. And then mm. growing up, I was always a voice, mm. you know, always the voice. I had to say something. And even if I was quiet, I was saying something. My mom said I was the most muted, but most talkative child. I would stare somebody to the ground because I saw their energy. I read their spirits, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to things. People would want to gift me things because I was so beautiful and just, you know, just in general, just presently there. And it was like I would never take anything from anybody. I would just look at my mom and let her do it. So it was kind of already the golden child effect. Like, you know. Everything just worked out in favor based upon me just existing. Mm -hmm. But more so, you know, being in a family, and I spoke on this as well, how, you know, you can come from a a dysfunctionally functioned family Mm. (laughs) Um, and learning my family history, being a child that actually comes from, you know, um, a revolutionary family and a family that always knew our history before we knew their history. Um, 
the name just always fit. And, you know, hearing the name, it was like, oh, my name is Royal. Then a lot of people will pronounce, oh, that's Royale. And I was like, no, my name is Royal. <laughs> so you get the the wordplay thing when it came down to my, my business now, Royal Royale. I like that. So um, I took a negative and turned it into a positive because it bothered me. And then also my last name as well. You know, people will flip that because my last name is normally a common first name. So I was oh, like, that's funny. Oh. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So you were here, Hazel Royal. And I'm like, it's Royal Hazel. That is me. Mm-hmm. Can you change my paperwork? Because I did not put it on it wrong. Right. You know? Right. So having a lot of family trauma and hearing the, you know, generational things. And I was just like, that's not for me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that I do something about it. Also having an amazing mother, amazing father. I come from a village, regardless of how dysfunctional it may have been. Mm -hmm. We all tried to put our best foot forward. Some people just couldn't get past that hump. I was just like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to make sure I get past that hump. You know, um, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's just, you know, mental um, and emotional and all types of issues that we challenge, you know, we are challenged with in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Then... Growing up, I was also the person that people came to. I'm a people's person and I'm a person for the people. Mm. And I have elders coming to me for my wisdom and my, you know, seeing and my visions and things like that. And I'm just like, whoa, wait. All right, Jesus, what's going on here? You know, Mm -hmm. you know, and being the favorite niece that I am or the favorite cousin, whatever, it's just. I'm not afraid to say it, but I'm also not afraid to do it and put my best foot forward. And I'm also not afraid to be, you know, transparent and say, hey, it's difficult over here. You know, it's challenging, but I'm making the steps. I'm making the progress to actually understand that I will have a great solution. So being that I, you know, tried the workforce over and over, I have a background of mental health, you know, um, philosophy, and also sociology is my background in education. Um, it just was like, one day I was like, I need to just live my life. Yeah, I want to just live and just honestly be royal. Like, how can I make myself and uh, what I do? And I know it's very beneficial because I have people telling me like, bro, you helped me in so many ways. How can I make this a thing where I could just naturally just be and exist in my own being and power? And God was like, all right, cool. I'm going to allow this situation to happen to you, but I want to see how you move because now you have the freedom and you don't have to ask nobody for days off. So now you can do what you want to do and you can use the resources that you have and just build this this job, not job, but more of this career, this lifestyle for others and help them along the way. So... Mm. This is so resonating. This is so resonating for a lot of reasons. And I guess that's why, you know, I feel, you know, felt drawn to you in the first place, because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it is um, very, very reminiscent of how I kind of um, view my own, view my own, you know, journey and my own story in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just being, it it just, the, the, you saying and speaking to the natural, uh, mm-hmm. the natural gifts and the natural attributes that you have are something mm-hmm. that I think more people have to really give credence to um, when it comes to their own self-evaluation. I remember, um, uh, shout out to my therapist, Claude, Claude King, funny enough, Claude King, who said to me one time in a session, um, in two different sessions, but I felt like they were very connected in his kind of, you know, in his uh, proclamation. He was like, Rodney, you are a visionary. And I was like, why you say it like that? And he was just like, it's the way you think. It was like you, 
he was like, I think that you have to, you know, and then in another session, he said, I think you need to really claim those, you know, more grandiose titles that you possess because mm-hmm. they're not they're not far reaching. They're not like something that you have to build to. You are that now based off of the way that you speak about how you show up for other people, what mm-hmm. people have spoken into you about what you've done to them or for them or around them or just the fact that you have been able to use you know, this gift of gab to be able to do a thing that people don't know how you did. Mm-hmm. Like that is something to be, be grandiose about. You're already showing it. And I, and, and, th- and those attributes are, you know, in, in special people and the people who are, you know, who have particular gifts, um, they always have shown them in an early state. And it's really about truly actualizing those things and, and being honest with yourself that that is what it is. And that's, and I love that that's what it sounds like you've really, you know, recognized within yourself yeah. and, and allow space, the space that you fill up in the room to be recognized within you and mm-hmm. also within other people. Cause um, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Cause I think yeah. that we need more of that. And I think if more people take the time to really assess with themselves, what it is that they are not question it, not try to find a reason as to why it's not true. Not trying to find a reason as to why that isn't what it is. Right. Um, because it, because I think that, you know, I've been real big about these days about kind of distinguishing to people when I speak to them about, you know, what certain things are versus what people have created to dumb down the positive qualities that people possess. Like mm-hmm. I remember having a back and forth with somebody about the idea of like arrogance and confidence. And I said to them, and I was because they basically tried to put you that on to me. Talk about this chair. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I got something for that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I told, I told them, I told them, because um, they was like, it was like, you know, you you can come off arrogant sometimes. And I was like, oh, tell me why. Tell me why I do. Tell me exactly why you think so. Mm-hmm. And they and they they spoke to certain things. And I was like, I want you to know something. Is that when I have already proven to myself that I am competent. And I have gotten mastery over a particular aspect of myself or a subject matter or a thing. I'm never going to act like I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm never going to make that seem like I'm a small version of that thing. I'm going to be big about it because that's who I am now, because more than likely I've earned the right to be able to say that I am that I am. So consider the idea of arrogance to be one where I'm speaking and it's not true. I'm speaking in this and this kind of hyperbole, and there's nothing to back it up. Everything that I say to you, and I say in a matter of fact way, has always been true. And if you take the time to think about that over the feeling that you get, mm-hmm. that it seems like I'm coming in a way that's like, you just think you can never be wrong. It's like, no, I think I can just be precise, which is the goal. And when I speak to you and speak to anyone, now the difference is other people maybe have attempted to do this. Mm-hmm. And you've done the fact checking. You've went behind and been like, this nigga don't know what the hell he's talking about. I can't believe I sat here and listened to him for this whole time. And for me, it, it, it seems like they're when in, when in reality, they're doing an imitation of who I am versus me doing them too. like mm-hmm. the thing. The thing genuinely exists. You can walk in a room and and somebody can say and do as they are. And it'd be just that. And the confidence is the confidence. So it is what it is. But it can't mm-hmm. bother it, it won't never bother me, but the fact that it bothers you mm-hmm. says more about, you know, how you feel about the idea of me being who I am over exactly. you being who you are. So I never on. had to walk in the room and introduce myself. Yeah. Mm. Uh-oh. 
Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I never had a walk in a room and introduce myself. My presence already did. And nine times out of ten, whether for me being there or not, my name was already in the room. Come on. So, <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, I just come in and just actually introduce myself. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Royal. Oh, that's your real name. And then it's another topic as well. Like, wait, that's your real name? Oh, my God, I love that. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Hello. You know? Oh, yeah. So the difference between arrogance and confidence, mm-hmm. there's no difference. Mm. Me, there is a, a medium there, though. Mm. And that's where I am and always been. I always was aware of Royal and will always be. I always knew who I was. Okay. I just had to make sure that other people that didn't want me to be me stay the fuck away from me. Mm. Stay away. So that medium is certainty. That's why you hear me say that. Because I no oh. longer have the nine times out of ten keep thinking, oh, I think, or I think. No, Royal, you know now. Okay. You've been new I like and that. you're going to continue to know. So okay. I am in certainty. So that medium between confidence and arrogance. Right in the middle. I am for sure. For sure. You're still going to have some grace with it, but I'm for sure about what I say. You can do the fact check, but ain't no point of doing it. Eventually, you're going to come back saying, you know what, Roy, you was right. You're or you right. might not even say that. You're just going to sit there quietly and I'm going to I'm going to already know because you're still here. You got it. So. Good riddance to those people who is no longer here because at the end of the day, they don't want to own up to who they are or take time to learn who they are and live in certainty of who they are and could possibly grow to be. Yeah. You know, and those that is bothering. It's only bothering because I have we're all a mirror to each other. Mm-hmm. Energy attracts energy. Energy is transferable at the end of the day. But my thing is this. We're all a mirror to each other. So some part of me you like and hate. The thing mm. that you hate about me is the thing that you're too scared to actually possess and bring forth. Oh, yeah, snap. Come on, say that again. <laughs> say that again. The thing that you hate about me mm-hmm. is the thing you hate about yourself because you're too scared. You're too scared to bring it forth and possess yourself. Mm. You're too scared of the power that you actually have that you don't want to live in. Mm. I love that. Oh, well, Royal, you you think you like the same thing all my life. You think you know it all. And now she just talked too much. She's I always had something to say. See, no. that's the problem. You have something to say, but it don't actually stick. It's not grits. Yeah. It's nothing that actually can feed you nutrients. Mm-hmm. And if it is grits, I don't know what kind of porridge that is, baby. Oof. And it's cold. And it's cold. Three little bears. <laughs> and see, what you make don't fit me. Yeah. Cinderella, we all know this story. Cinderella, or however it may be when it comes to something that's of equal size, whether it's three little bears and Goldilocks, it doesn't fit me. Yeah. Go to where your village is. Go to where you're loved. Go to where you're aligned. Yes. Don't try to force me to be something where you can't force me to do anything. That's another part that bothers people. Yeah, don't try to make me be something that I'm not because you can't. And don't get mad at me when I say no. It's okay. We can coexist in our differences. Mm. Nice to meet you. I'm Royal. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the intro and that's the outro. You know? You know? Um, so, I love it. I, I would love to uh, pivot to the idea because I think, you know, I would say probably almost, I would say, you know, about 10 years ago. Okay. About 10 years ago, um, a little over 10 years ago when I started 
when I started college in, co- in college here in Atlanta, Georgia, I remember starting to, and obviously, you know, this was just came into my awareness. It obviously already existed prior to, but it definitely started to become um, trendy. The idea mm-hmm. of becoming a life coach. People were, you know, doing certifications online and, yes. and, and various uh, figures, especially black, you know, especially black people specifically started to really kind of, you know, lean into these things. And then you started to have people who started to specialize in just particular versions of it, you know, life and career and life and family and, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, some type of self-love uh, mm-hmm. coaching, whatever you may be. Um, and I think that what started to happen was there were people who were becoming, uh, who are also being exposed because mm-hmm. it was a trend. It was people who were being exposed to have, you know, more nefarious things, wanted to really just get as much money as they can, convincing people that they could change their lives, having them sign up for courses and classes and workshops and, and various and various things, really just to run it up and kind of run away with people's money and really not and leave mm-hmm. them empty in so many ways. Yep. Um, but then you, but you did really have real people doing real work and, yes. um, and they kind of got lost in the sauce and a lot of, a lot of those things. And I think that um, my question to you would be, how do you distinguish a true, real, authentic person who, you know, has the, has the title of life coach versus someone who's really selling you snake oil? Hmm, come on. So you have to distinguish what you want. Your own. This is a you thing. And I'm going to take it back to the basis. Okay. When you know who you are, you're trying to figure out who you are. Our intuition tells us every time. I am a speaker by life, just in mm-hmm. general. And I'm also a person that actually, you're going to see me put in the word. You're going to hear not just my passion. You're going to see my testimony reveal itself over time and also with time. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't see it, you're also going to know I'm going to be consistent with it because mm-hmm. I'm consistent with myself. I don't treat nobody less than royal. You're going to get me like I give it to myself, mm-hmm. you know, and to weave out the, you know, pros from the, the fakes, you know, the foes. Um, you really have to understand that when you invest in yourself, yeah, that's the biggest investment. But when it comes down to somebody actually showing up and being there for you, you know who's not and you know who, who is. Mm-hmm. I show up. If it's a six-hour drive or if it's a flight, if it's a phone call, if it's a 3 a.m. phone call, they know. One thing about it, people, this is, and I'm not saying this just because of me. Mm-hmm. People have said this to me, so I'm repeating what was said to me. Come on. Roy, you always answer your phone, even if you can't get to me right then and there. You can text me, you call me, you check in. I just randomly say, hey, um, how how are you and the family doing? Random, you know, things like that. I show up in several forms, whether if it's physical, whether if it's email, whether if it's text message, whether if it's FaceTime. Hey, you, you're on my mind right now. What's yeah. up? What's going on? Yeah. I happen to be that safe haven for people and always been because that's what we're supposed to do. Yes. We're supposed to. We want that. So I mirror what I want. And also mirror what I always had and also want more to be and grow and to be. So when it comes down to being that life coach, you can be certified and you cannot be certified to a degree because it's life. Mm -hmm. I am a limited edition, but I'm limitless. Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) Ooh, say that one more time for me. I am a limited edition, but I'm limitless. Limited edition, but I'm limitless. Mm, 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 mm. I don't 
when people say, well, Royal, you're a motivational speaker, your life coach, what is your, your niche? What is your genre? It's me. Everything, my testimony, what I've been through, life has taught me this. Mm, 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 mm. We're already in a title. No other greater title that we have is other than being a child of God and whoever you believe in, you know? Mm. My name is enough. My life and my purpose is enough. So I'm just doing what I do because at the end of the day, this is what I naturally do. Mm. You can't force a square into a circle. So when it came to people just honestly, Roy, I have to have you. Like it was, I was a need to people and still is. I got to get that phone call in with you. Lord Royal, thank you for calling me because now, what would you do in this situation? What would you, it was like, what would I do without you? (laughs) That part, when I tell you I am a, a, pretty much a supplement to people, a beneficial one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not just women, men, children, Mm -hmm. this and that, like I'm always been nothing but light, love, respect, laughter. We're going to have a good time. I'm a, you know, I'm willing to also give, I mean, and receive what I give. Oh, for sure. So if I need to be corrected, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'll sit Indian style and you can have my full attention, baby. What's going on? Because that's what it takes. It takes that reciprocated energy. It takes that I'm here to support you hands on whatever way I can. Even if it's not hands on me physically being there, I'm still here. I'm still showing up. If I can't be there, if I can't go to your show or whatever it may be, I'm going to buy a ticket. Give somebody else with that ticket that honestly needs it or wants to go and they just don't have the financial, you know, whatever. Period. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm. Having someone to depend on that safely, who doesn't want to feel secure in their friendships, their relationships, their businesses. Who want to be alone and say, I don't have nobody to really say I am safe with this person. True. Even in my flaws. True. Don't be perfect for me. Be perfectly you for me. That's Mm. the only way you're going to work with me anyway, because I'm not the, I'm not your regular motivational speaker. I'm not the average and I don't want to be. I'm above. I'm extraordinary. And I'm not the coddling motivational speaker when nine times out of 10, you just need a different vessel to actually kick you in your ass. Mm. You got to go. I tell people now, don't tell it to me unless you're ready. Come on now. You want to stay in your stagnancy, keep it to yourself because I'm going to push you so hard. You ain't going to have no choice but to do it. When I tell you, I've gotten emails, phone calls, whatever saying, I just thought about you, Roy, and I just had to tell you this. And I'm like, what? I was just about to do something and I heard you, I heard your voice in my head. Mm. All I could hear you say, you better get done. Yeah. Don't do that. You better do this. Yeah. And went with it and thrived. That's so key. Oh, that's so key. Pushed. That's it. I'm like, um, long effing hair that's on uh, TikTok. He said, I'm like his, uh, physical coach, but also mental coach, all the coach. But he said, I'm like, that. <laughs> he said, I'm like that. Give me one more. Give me one more. Oh, yeah. If you ever, well, I know a lot of people are aware and some aren't. Eric Thomas, uh, Eric Thomas, I am aligned with that type of coaching, that type of push, that type of drive. I'm the female version in a way. You know what I'm saying? Because it's one thing to hear it from, you know, a male perspective and things like that. He need a sister right beside him. 
Let's go. Let's make it happen. And I know me and Eric will definitely align when it comes to our path and journey. But if he hasn't, he will see this podcast and know that I'm actually saying, let's get things going. Let's collab. Let's get it going. Because at the end of the day, just like you're motivating the masses all over the world, Lisa Nichols, I know you're out there. Ian LeVazette, let's make some things happen. Mm -hmm. Oprah, what you trying to do? Because at the end of the day, you have a little brown sister right here that's not afraid of the masses. And I speak for the masses when it comes down to those that's actually ready to have that voice to mirror what they always been crying about. Mm. Mm. I'm that. not afraid and never will be. Do you, do you think that there is, um, do you think that that everyone has a particular need and necessity, mm-hmm. um, for some type of life coaching. It may not be uh, that in a practical sense, like them seeking out a life coach of some sort, but someone mm-hmm. who plays that role in some way in their life uh, that they have, that they obviously, you know, give some type of also mutual benefit and support as well. But do you think that that's something that's truly a necessity to have a healthy life, having that person who plays that role? Yes. That comes with no bullshit. Mm. Somebody you can trust with, two dollars on the table and just be like why you got that money there yeah put it up like why random like come on yeah somebody that can say i can calmly and safely go to sleep with you beside me right somebody to say i can trust you in my dreams and i can say my goals out loud to you and i know for sure that i'm i'm fine someone that can say hey i i don't know what's going on and just can stop what they're doing and pray with you somebody that can actually just be that comfort that person Mm. that's safe that's secure that's yeah. trustworthy enough yeah. nine times out of ten whether it's relationships or just you know individuals that just have trust issues mm. I get it yeah I ain't the perfect person when it comes down to not being done wrong I've been done wrong so many times but one thing about it I don't allow that to change me yeah that's key. Have I done some wrong? I have. And have I actually backtracked and actually noticed and took and identified where I was wrong and said, you know what? I apologize. Let me come to you based upon me knowing and not knowingly. Mm-hmm. Some things I purposely did. Yep. Due to my own understanding. And I'm not going to, let's be clear, not apologizing for me knowing uncertainty of why I did it, but I'm just apologizing because at the end of the day, I have matured and noticed that that was very, very not called for for me. And also for you as well. Period. I own up to what I did because I was very for certain when I did it. But I'm just letting you know now that I'm at this stage, I I do owe you another apology. Mm-hmm. You know? Which because is big. I mean it. Exactly. That's big. It's a hard part for people to do. You know, it's it's something that I uh, realized once um, I started to really heavily get into discourse and create discourse on social media was um I noticed this um this real crazy kind of like knee jerking inclination to, to debate and argue. Mm-hmm. And one thing I had to say one time on um on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I've said it in different ways in, in various other spaces, but I'm like, I'm 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 here for discourse. I'm not here to debate you because I'm not trying to convince you of anything in this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm saying what I'm saying. And if you do, if you disagree then you just disagree. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to give you room to convince me to do a thing or I'm not trying to make you con- convince you to think exactly like me, but I'm going to continuously challenge the thing yeah. that's trying to create some adversarial moment. 
And I think that um, a lot of people don't like, or they don't, they're not comfortable with that particular stance. And even mm-hmm. more than that, what I've noticed is the nullifying of an overall conversation when you accept the idea that you've either changed your mind or mm-hmm. you've changed in any way, shape or form. Like, you know what? I think you're right. You know how many, you know how often where in conversation in person or virtually, if it comes to a point to where you say somewhere, I'm like, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. People almost are like mad because they, they are now in this stance of like, I was ready to go for another 50 minutes. <laughs> and it's like, no, you know what? I get it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for real, I'm like, yeah, I, I, that kind of makes sense to me now. I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. And I think that there's a, I, I, I realized the key in understanding that I'm okay with being wrong. I'm okay with being of seeing it in a way where maybe, oh, you know what? In seeing it this way, I've realized a blind side that I didn't even realize I had. And seeing in this way, mm-hmm. it's been revealed to me a, a, a side of rigidity that I have on this particular topic. Ooh, why am I feeling so activated by this thing that you're saying? Oh, I need to, mm-hmm. I might need to, you know what I'm saying, check myself and actually, you know, give space and room to this thing because I think, and I think that that's the, the beauty of, you know, interaction and conversation. I think that's why I love it so much yeah. because even when you do come informed, when you do come into certain spaces and places, knowing what you're saying and knowing yourself very well, the reveal and the revelation of things that are deeper within you, because you have, you are constantly doing the work, you're going to unearth the thing that you probably didn't see. And, um, and I think that's something that people don't know that, that that's possible. And I think that so many people attach their opinions and ground those opinions into their identity mm-hmm. and they ground and they die and they and people love to quote unquote die on heels. And I don't really believe in that. I believe, I believe in living everywhere I am. I don't have to yeah. die on no hill. I can, I can, I can live on top of that hill and have just changed my mind. I was exactly. different the day before. And now because of this new information, the new, this new perspective or the story that I'm now considering. And now I'm in this transitional place mm-hmm. because of it. I'm changed forever because of this thing that has been, you know, exchanged with me. Yeah. I can still live on within this thing. I don't have to like, no, nah, I look, I down the sword, I down the hill, or whatever for whatever this thing is. And it's like, so basically you're going to feel however you feel and be dead. <laughs> exactly. Not even live with this opinion, but die on the, on the idea of this opinion. And I don't know, I guess, you know, you can you can always you know go to semantics, but I think words mean things. They do, yeah, a lot. But antonyms and synonyms, I tell people all the time. Right, I, I'm I'm a real big. I've I've always been very attracted to just uh, the idea of just you know self improvement, self help, all mm-hmm. these various things. Before it became so trendy with so many uh, so many men of today, because I think there's a, mm-hmm. a, a a a very interesting trend that's happening and a rebranding almost of, you know, of specifically the black men, you know, in terms of them finding podcasts and various things, which, you know, I'm very, you know, observant of when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, self-help, when it comes to improving your body, improving your finances, improving all yeah. these various things. What I do find funny is um, they're still podcast. I think it's funny that the podcast that people are the most drawn to are things Outside of, you know, strengthening your mind in a genuine mm. sense, strengthening mm-hmm. your soul and spirit in a genuine sense. Those are the ones that are kind of 
kind of lost in the sauce of the things, right. you know what I'm saying? But if we talking about, you know, these are 10 ways for you to, you know, boss up and get your money right in six months. Here's the 10 ways for you to get that them abs that you want. Here's 10 ways you can get the woman in your dream. All those are very, you know, viral, you know what right. I'm saying? But when it comes to like, hey, here are 10 ways for you to get deeper into your vulnerability and unpack a new thing about yourself. It, those are the ones where they kind of, you know, linger around <laughs> and various different number and analytics. But I, I've always been very attracted to those things. I've always been mm-hmm. very attracted to improvement, um, to just self-actualizing and all these various things. And um, mm-hmm. I would love to know, do you think that there is a um, a negative side to that? A negative side to like, is there such a thing of being addicted to self-improvement? Like, like the idea of, you know, there's always room for improvement and all these various things, but is that okay? Is there because, you know, the idea of everything is good within moderation. But but if you are constantly wanting to change and improve, is there a bad side to that? It is. And mm. I'll speak speaking in certainty when I say this, because it is. Um, you got to have time to breathe. Mm. We're going to always improve. We should we should always improve throughout life. We're not going to know it all when we go on our deathbed, of course, but we're going to at least maximize what the time we have between our sunrise and sunset, you know, that birth date to that death date. So the only way it will be a negative side is if we don't allow ourselves to feel and be present. Mm. You know, be present. Mm. Be present. Allow yourself to live life. Allow yourself to enjoy it. Smell the roses or go on a trip or do something that's different. You know, mm. yeah, that's the only mark we'll miss when it comes to just always having that need to improve and want to improve. I love that. You keep going, you're going to burn out. I love that. Mm. I need you to be present. Yeah. I need to be present. Let's block out all the distractions. I don't care if it's children. I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's the need. This look. I'm speaking as a even if it's in a companion aspect. Like I need you, and you need you most. Yeah. Mm. You see how I put that? Oof. I need you, but you need you most. Mm. You need you most. Mm. Yeah. So that's the only way, and that's the only thing. That will allow us to have a negative side of improving all the time. Yeah. If we don't take time to enjoy what we're improving. Speaking, speaking, stand on the idea of improvement. Um, something that you said in the pre-interview that we had, you know, mm-hmm. some time ago that really stuck with me and I wrote down was um I strengthen, I strengthen my weaknesses instead of just mm-hmm. my strengths, you know? And I think mm-hmm. that, that I would love for you to expound on on that because I do think that there's so much, you know, Western mindsets and American ideals and mm-hmm. European ideals and so many things that I think that the world has, um, especially our world has been, you know, led to believe. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I always love to challenge people when it comes to how they view particular things in the boxes that they put themselves in with their words and their mindset. Uh, like I like the most common is always kind of referring to uh, is always t- telling my homegirls like, hey, do you do you want to find that that good guy? Do you want to find that man that's for you? Mm-hmm. If so, then maybe the idea of you continuously saying that they're not out here, they don't exist. 
all men are this, all that, you know, I, I'm, it's never going to happen. Regardless of this, I don't see it. What do you think you're calling into your life consistently? And, mm. and I'm like, just believe, like, I get it. If that's a, a shift, a hard, you know, feeling because you haven't, it hasn't been proven to you. You've been let down and disappointed every time you yeah. quote unquote, let your guard down, but trust and believe that it will help. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. will help the process and you will draw and, and call that into your life way more. And that's what you really want. That's what, that's what gets you upset that you don't have it because that's yeah. what you want. But also <laughs> to what are you consistently saying more than the other thing? You're not saying that you know that you will find them. You're not saying that you know that that man that's for you is meant for you and is looking for you too. You're saying right. they all ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck them all. They mm-hmm. all trash. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, it's something, you know what I'm saying? But I would love to like speak to I strengthen my weaknesses, not just stick to my strengths. We have to actually understand that what comes natural to us is a natural strength. Mm. You know, it's, it's going to happen regardless. Yeah. You don't have to worry about Royal, you know, not speaking because I'm going to speak, you know, it's when I'm not speaking that I sometimes have to send people like, why are you too quiet? Oof. Wait a minute. Yeah. So I'm looking to see where I should and shouldn't speak, you know, um, the weaknesses that we claim up and down that we don't have is I'm speaking as a collective, speaking as a collective, we have them. We're just afraid of bringing them forth. Mm. And we don't want nobody else to speak on it. Like you touched on earlier. Why does this bother me? If someone says this about me, why am I so triggered? Why is my emotion so elevated? Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Why did it send me that? Yeah. That is that weakness. Yeah. Take it. Take it. Take it. Let it sit. <laughs> don't say anything. Don't rebuttal back. Say, mm. you need to feel that. Say, mm. Oof. Oof. okay, that hurt. Mm-hmm. Why did it hurt? Mm-hmm. Now we're doing the root work. Oof. Now we're doing surgery. Now we're actually opening up. We're going past those vessels. We're going past all that. We're getting to the core of it all. Yes. And it needs to be because if you don't get the core, it's going to continue to grow. Yes. It's going to become an even bigger mass. Yes. You got to work from the inside out. You do. So the weaknesses that you identify do the work. You don't have to zone in on the natural stuff because it's going to already be naturally there. We're built to actually operate on what we already know. And see, when it comes down to that, we got to also understand that our weaknesses create another door and, you know, unlock another level of our lives to where we can expand. We're not Mm -hmm. expanding ourselves to have the territories that we're promised. Mm -hmm. And you're asking for them. Mm -hmm. You're declaring them, but it's, not able to process because you are afraid to unlock the level. Mm. You can move that stone. I receive it. I receive it. I heard that. You can move it. You got to call things forth, but you also got to understand that you got to allow it and see it for what it is. Mm -hmm. No. Oh, that's just me. No, it's not. That's a trauma response. That is a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. That is a PTSD moment, which we all have PTSD. That is a trigger. Mm. Your emotions are supposed to come and go. Mm-hmm. If that same thing keep giving you the same emotions, you're stuck. Mm. You're not doing the work. Literally. Mm. 
I love that. I, I love that you said the work because that would that that's that's you know a great segue into you know my last question to you, mm-hmm. uh, and that is. Um, it don't have to be the last. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's. I've been going to therapy since 2019, and it's been um, a major change in my life uh, because mm-hmm. um, I learned so much about the choice I made when I started going, um, about the process of choosing mm-hmm. a therapist, uh, about the commitment of keep to continuously going and showing up, um, and, and and trying to you know build up that comfortability to continuously mm-hmm. you know learn how to give more into the session and understand that, oh, it's on me to like mm-hmm. make this into what it is, to get the value of what this can be. Yes. Um, and, and I'm a big proponent of, you know, and a big advocate of mental health and us becoming better. And I know what the change has been. You know, I know mm-hmm. that I've certainly can say proudly that I've been a catalyst in my own circle um, with, you know, being the, one of the first people and my uh, group of friends to, you know, really start in that journey and mm-hmm. uh, and commit to it and um, and continuously speak about it where now everybody, when I say Claude said, they know who I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> Claude right. told me once and they know what I'm saying. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and that, and that intrigued them. They'd be like, who are you talking about? Who is Claude? Is this a new friend? Mm-hmm. Is this, you know, I was like, no, it's my therapist. Right. You know, it's, it's, that's why, that's why I, when I'm bringing them up, it's always something that's, you know, in that realm of things Yeah. and, um, and normalizing the idea of, you know, gaining, getting help, getting assistance and doing the work, regardless of your own capacity, there is, um, something about getting that, that extra lens, really getting somebody to, 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 to yield more out of you because you are humbling yourself to know that you can't figure this out on your own. And I think that that's the part that people don't want to admit to, that that's what you have to do is to like not think of yourself as being incapable mm-hmm. of overcoming this hump within yourself or or this trauma or whatever it is. But it's humbling yourself and like checking your hubris and your pride Yes, to know that there is someone I can call. There is someone I can sit down with. There's mm-hmm. there's 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 resources out here that I can lean into that could actually aid in this work that I want to do for myself. Yeah. And um, I want more people to understand that that's what it is. It's still yeah. you. It's still you doing the work. It's still you guiding your life and improving your life the way that it is. And I think so many people believe it to be this um, this scary process because it's going to be this reveal. Oh, something! I'm, I'm gonna find out something's wrong with me. You already think something's wrong with you. Yeah, you, <laughs> you already think something's wrong with you. Right. I'm gonna I'm I'm find out. I got the same thing, same issues as my mama. You already got the same issues as your mom. You already feel it. You see it, and 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 it's the it's the the realization. It's yep. the it's the realization because no one else knows. Your friends don't know this. Don't have this context. Mm-hmm. Yes, you haven't yes. shared that context to them for them mm-hmm. to even try to view that in you. But you know it. You see yeah. it. When people bring it up, when people say like, hey, you do this or you do that, and you know for a fact that's how you feel about somebody else that you know that's had influence on you. Mm-hmm. You know for a fact this quality is something that you've seen in yourself and battled with yourself for quite some time. You know for a fact there's a hump yeah. that you haven't been able to get over with yourself and you don't know what it is. Or the, the just any of those particular assistants. I would love to, you know get into the idea of, you know, really getting 
reaching outside of ourselves and going and finding someone to aid us in doing mm-hmm. the work. Like, mm-hmm. speak to why you believe it's, you know, truly still a hard task for us to do, but but why it's still vital for us to overcome that and, and make those calls, send those emails, start that process of gaining whatever help we do need. It is definitely difficult. Mm-hmm. And I want to, well, I want to say this, congratulations and thank you for sharing that you are a black man and a man in general that goes to therapy. Oof. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I accept I that. that. I and accept I'm that. Voice, I'm a male advocate as well when it comes to just men's voices. Mm-hmm. I'm the female, I'm the sister that's going to speak. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I am one that goes to therapy as well. And I have a life coach. A therapist needs a therapist. A life coach needs a life coach. Things like that. We get it. Most definitely. Um, I've been in therapy since I was, I want to say, honestly, I was in NA meetings with a parent of mine since the age of two, maybe one and a half, two years old. Come on. And um, as my story unfolds, like I tell you, I was just naturally that. Then also being in therapy at the age of seven due to my first, uh, a knowing, but knowingly traumatic is you know, a situation that happened in my life at the age of seven, losing my sister. Mm. Um, that was my first, whoa, you know? Yeah. So, um, and then on and on and on throughout life, even up to this day, shout out to my amazing, you know, doctor, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say her name up here, but Hey girl. Um, <laughs> yes. Hey girl. She's that part, you know, I went from white there, uh, a white therapist to uh, now a sister, mm. you know, and I love it at the end of the day, all my life, I was having the best of both worlds, but I will say we have an issue with holding ourselves accountable, holding that mirror in, holding that mirror up to ourselves and actually looking and digging deeper. Mm. Some people walk past the mirror and can't even see their whole, their whole reflection or Oof. if any reflection. Oof. And then they stare in the mirror and don't see it as well either. Mm. Then they stare in the mirror and portray to have this false reality. Mm. Which I tell people, our imagination is one of the best things we can have. And it's also one of the worst. So you got to pick and choose which one is going to be for you. And nine mm. times out of 10, the majority is on that false reality. Yeah. They're living in it every day. Yeah. Then... My exercise when I have, you know, seminars or I just go and speak or however it may be, I tell people this. I want you to strip, literally strip naked and stand in front of the mirror. Stay Mm -hmm. there until tears come down your eyes. Stay there until you start laughing. Stay there until you really, really can say, oh, I feel like I am relieved. Mm -hmm. Men and women, strip it down. Mm -hmm. Skin to skin. Mm -hmm. Let you see you in its bare self. When you don't know what to do, because we already know what to do, but when you feel like you don't know what to do, seek help. There's always someone out there that can assist you. We're afraid of actually allowing ourselves to be right because we're always counting ourselves off and yeah. out of situations. We all sit here and say, oh, that's not going to work. I already know it's going to work. It ain't going to work if you keep saying it like that. Yeah. You ain't going to give it a chance. You yeah. got to give it a chance. Therapy ain't for me. Well, how would you know if you never go? Because this therapist won't that. I therapist hop for a while. Just like we club hop, I used to church hop to find the right church that was the right home for me and my children because I had Period. to separate from the, the home that was brought up you know, that I was brought up in when it was my grandparents and my parents' church. I had to separate from that. Because for me and my house, we do a little bit different now. Mm-hmm. Then therapist hop. 
this therapist was okay, but nine times out of 10, they talked about themselves a lot. This therapist was okay, but uh, it just ain't fitting because it's just the moral and ethical, you know, standards. And this one is always not picking up the phone or however it may be or answering my emails all the time. You got to make sure that you're, you got to want it so bad that nothing and no one will stop you until you get it right. Mm. Understanding that we need the assistance and help when it comes down to these conversations and straight we stray away from is because we're afraid of fully taking accountability Mm. we gotta put in the work you want the problem to cease but you don't want to work on the problem it's going to take work everything takes work everything but you got to chisel away at it it's okay people Mm. don't want to feel let's be clear people don't want to feel but they want to be loved If love conquers all, man, people don't want to feel, but they want to be loved. loved. Mm. Ooh, I gotta write that one down right there. That's that's. I wrote a lot of things down, but I Mm -hmm. had to write that one down. That's that's so that's so rich. That's so good. That's so deep because it's 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 so much. It's so much in. And I, and I always and I always like stand on stand every time I hear people you know say things about you know it's not for them or they haven't started or they have give me whatever reason and excuse they kind of come up with mm-hmm. I always or or better yet when especially especially and I find it funny a very mm-hmm. common a very commonplace thing that I've seen a lot of people do is kind of prescribe therapy to people because of an action they see or behavior they notice from people and I'm like maybe like well, they need therapy and I was like everybody do yeah. And I always, I, I, I've, I've learned to say it that way because I think it, uh, it does way more than like shit. You don't go, you too, mm-hmm. because you then, because then, because I, I like it that way because it, 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 it does the exact same job, but because mm-hmm. language is language, it's everything. It, it's everything because mm-hmm. it's like instead of me making it a personal thing, because mm-hmm. I, I really mean it the way that I'm saying it. Everybody mm-hmm. does, yeah. And but, it, but I think a lot of people don't. Uh, take that moment or take that sense of consideration on what they really are trying to convey to a person that they would like for them to show it better for themselves because they know that they would benefit from the thing. And then consider this because this was also my situation. My best friend never been to therapy and she Mm -hmm. said she actually now has a therapist and I'm so proud of you. Shout out to my girl, Deja. Come on, Deja. Deja, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you too. For, you know, 20 plus years Mm -hmm. and I am the godmother of her four children, and she know I don't play. I don't play that. Everybody know me. Homie don't play that, but royal don't play. Mm-hmm. I cannot allow no leak, no weak links in my chain. I just can't, and I won't. I don't care who it is. You gotta go. I like it. So <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you gotta go. So <laughs> she called me and she said, "You talk about your therapist so much, or you just I've seen you go to therapy all these years in your life, and now it's time for me to go." I said, "I wish you would." I need to say congratulations. Yeah, I wish you would because you you're would. you're you're allowing yourself to be feeling to to feel like you're in therapy because I'm in therapy. And I said, Deja, this is not my your life is not my life, and my life is not yours. But I will share some things with you. But you need to go for yourself. Yes, you have a best friend who's a life coach. She's a motivational speaker. Yes, I am at some points your life coach, and I also know how to separate the two. She know it. Mm-hmm. So because I asked, you going to be a best friend or you want to be a life coach right now? Mm-hmm. Those two people, they similar, 
But wait a minute, we're gonna actually get some things done. See, yeah. I told you, you got you got me for the low. <laughs> Come on now. You you know, but you also know my growth. So you know at the end of the day, you I'm I'm looking for you to do better and you need to look for yourself. So when she actually made that, you know, step herself, I was so proud because this is now you're taking control of your household and your life. That's it. You know? And like you said, everyone needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah. Get around the environments that actually feed the you that you're trying to be, the you that you deserve to be. Yep. Give yourself that grace and actually wake up every day and say, you know what? I'm not those things they say I was. or I'm not those things I think I was or mm-hmm. think I am. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that you can do anything and everything you put your mind to. And what you see and what you think shall be and what you speak shall be. Period. Separate yourself. Separate the wheat from the tear. Mm. And actually build that village within yourself and also with people that can align with you and your greater purpose of being and thrive. Thrive. Is your Eden safe enough for me to plant my seed in? And also is your Eden secure and also fertilized enough for me to actually pick from your tree of your eating? Oof. Cause it's shaky. Fertilized soil. Is your eating safe enough for me to actually say, I'm going to pick from your tree today? And is it nutritious? I mean, nutritious because we need to know those things. Mm -hmm. I cannot just be a safe haven to you. You got to be a safe haven to yourself. But in the midst of you trying, because I tell people this, I'm not for everybody and I don't want to be. Period. If you're not ready to change your life, I'm okay. I can point you in the direction of somebody that can possibly, you know, go with the bullshit inside of what you, where you're at right now. But if you're not willing and ready to change your life, don't come my way and I won't feel no type of way. Period. I'm going to bother you every time. But one thing about it, we do things in peace. We do, do things in grace and poise and we're going to have a damn good time doing it. Damn good. Damn we're going to do the hard work, but we're going to do this mug. We're going to go out having a ball. You ain't even going to feel like it's hard work because we're going to have so much fun doing it. I love that. I love that. I love that. Ooh, I love this. I love yeah. this so much. I love this so much. Um, before I let you go, okay. um, I have one. I have one last request. Uh, my call to action portion of my episode is um, okay. I like to call it "Send It On." And um, you come on, you, D'Angelo. Yeah, it's exactly that. So when you hear this, <laughs> you're gonna hear your, you know, some nice soulful instrumentals behind your vocals and mine as well. And so what we gonna do? What I would like, the question I have for you to send it on to the people who are listening, watching, whenever they're listening and watching, because this is so evergreen. This is a good, good evergreen topic right here. And that is uh, what advice? And you, I think you touched on it, but what advice would you give to someone wanting to make a major change in their lives? I will say, and I'm saying this to you now, mm-hmm. get away from people who allow you to be comfortable. Mm. Step away from the parts of you that allow yourself to be comfortable. Mm. A lot of people aren't hating on you because people really see you and your quote unquote potential quicker than you are actually able to receive it from yourself. So what you're trying to do, make way for it. And the only way you can make way is if you clear the path. There's a lot of things and a lot of people that are stopping you because you're stopping you and you're allowing them to stop you. In order to change your life, it takes you saying and doing that, saying that I'm gonna change my life and actually doing the work. Mm. Get you someone 
get you someone, even if it's not me. I could point you in some type of way, area, however it may be, that person could possibly suit you best. Get you someone. Yes. That can expand your palate. Mm. That can expand your territory. But you gotta make the step. One step leads into two, two leads into four, four leads into eight, and it keeps going. Mm. But you're not alone because I'm standing here and I'm sitting here or you're hearing me or you're seeing me say that you're not alone because I'm not alone. So, mm. That's it. That's I love it. y'all. I really do. And I pray that you really be ready to change your life. And I love that. I love that. That was so good. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was it's very needed, very needed in, in today's world and, and forever, forever more because yeah. I want. I want. I know. I know that it's possible for us to all um, become better, and um, mm-hmm. and I think that you know we accept so many negative absolutes in the world that we live in. Like, oh, it's gonna keep getting worse. Oh, yeah. it's never gonna improve. Oh, things are never gonna change, and so on and so on and so forth. And I want people to radically understand that they can have exactly what they want. Certain. Mm-hmm. Life, life is still filled with balance. So we're not shooting for utopia. We're just shooting yeah. for some regularity of, of, of being because we are living mm-hmm. in this space where we accept that the, 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 the lowest of vibrations, the worst of possibilities, the most negative uh, viewpoints are the things that kind of govern the world that we live in. But it can be different. And um, we have to be as, quote unquote, delusional and radical in our thinking and our being mm-hmm. um, yes. on a more, on a more consistent basis because life, life and the things that we are, that are unknown to us are going to bring those challenges and balance out mm-hmm. the, the, the goodness and the positivity and the light that we have around us and be also, but, but also be good with the shadow that you discover within yourself. And I think that people uh, opening themselves up to the, the, the idea that they are whole people who possess things that people may find unfavorable, things that you might find unfavorable in yourself and to learn how to accept those things because it's a part of you. And don't try to overwrite mm-hmm. the per- the parts of you that you really don't want. Learn how to manage those things as well. And um, really, really hope that everybody got a lot from this particular conversation. I've gotten a lot from this conversation. And um, I want you, Royal, to tell the people how they can keep up with you, how they can support you, all those things. Please let them know. Well, I am on all social media platforms as Royal Royale CEO. It is R-O-Y-A-L-R-O-Y-A-L-E-C-E-O. And my email is royalroyalceo at gmail.com. You can email me and we can get some things going there, whether if you want services, whether if you want me to be a speaker on your platforms, facilitate some things or whatever. Hey. Um, you can also... Subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'll be dropping a lot of my lives there. And also until I'm able to go to that thousand uh, subscribers, I'll be able to go live from there. So we're just getting some things done, you know, um, stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned, because, baby, this is only the beginning and it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. I heard it that. doesn't get worse. It's getting better. Mm, mm, mm. And you can any find affirmation. Come mm-hmm. on. I say any affirmation I can give you is God continue to show me how great it gets. I heard that. God to continue to show me how great it gets. 
I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. You can find all the information to keep up with Royal all under the description of this particular episode, no matter where you're listening or watching, make sure that you follow. She's a great follow. She's a great, she's just a great just person in general. So just get your, go, come on and get your life and get you some, um, especially because, especially the free stuff, you know what I'm saying? Content and things you find online be free. So imagine what you get if you, you know what I'm saying? You support and you invest in the overall uh, services and the things that she provides. Imagine how much more value you get out of your life. So I implore mm-hmm. you, if you feel invoked to do anything, um, and, and make that call and make that change. If anything really resonated with you, I, I suggest you mm-hmm. reach out. You understand? But um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much, Royal. And this has been a great, great conversation. And I think it's going to be something that truly helps so many people. Um, just giving them perspective or just getting enlightening them whenever they listen to it. Um, if you don't know, you should know. The Simply King podcast is, is can be streamed all places that podcasts are streamed. Make sure that you follow me at Kings underscore memoirs on all social media platforms. And um, also continuously, continuously make sure that you follow the podcast page on IG at Simply King Pod and make sure you go like the Facebook page. If you want to know about any services that that I provide in the spaces of digital marketing and creative production, you can go to lifeisking.com. Also go and follow the Life is King page. Um, Got a few things that I'm working on to really assist and help folks truly create digital happiness for themselves because we mad on these things. People be real mm-hmm. upset with the things they got to go through with social media. And I understand, but I want you to be able to live your life and be able to create digitally in a way better way. So hit me up. Uh, you have just tuned into the soulfully conscious podcast for humans, simply being humans. I've been Rodney Perry, also known as King. This has been Royal Royale CEO. And this has been Simply King. Peace. Love in here. My inner soul.